You are listening to the Real Estate Proverbs Podcast with host Kevin Jefferson. This is the number one podcast for African-American real estate professionals who are doing extraordinary things. It's time to tune in. And now, your host, the people's lender, Kevin Jefferson. Kevin Jefferson. Welcome to the Real Estate Proverbs Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Jefferson. And today we have a special guest by the name of Miss Alexis Monroe. How are you this morning? Hi, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. That's awesome. I'm excited about this one. Looking forward to this interview for sure. Um, Alexis, tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about who you are for those who don't know. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Alexis Monroe. I am a real estate investor. Um, and I was a realtor for two years and recently just opened one of the most successful real estate brokerages in Tampa Bay, Florida. So I'm really excited to talk about a little bit um, about what we do, um, why we're successful and um, what's gotten me here today. Awesome. Did you sell Tom Brady his house? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> but I'm really happy to have him. <laughs> OK, I'm sure any team is happy to have him. Right. <laughs> amazing, amazing quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so what got you into real estate? So I started um, investing with land um, in my first deal just two years ago. I bought a vacant land for two thousand dollars and then I sold it for twelve thousand five hundred dollars just three weeks later. And um, when I realized that this process could be repeated, I did it about 30 times my first year in real estate. And um, this was out of my one bedroom apartment. You know, I didn't have an office or anything. Um, I'd quit my job as a case manager and just continued to repeat the process over and over. Um, I also, then I started purchasing um, homes uh, with the cash that I was getting. And I was able to complete um, some flip projects. Um, and then one of the most uh, recent ones, we were able to make um, six figures in just four months when we were uh, flipping it. So um, really excited about that. And I wanted to have a passion to share the blessings that um, I've been um, having the past couple of years. So that gave me the ammunition to open up the real estate brokerage called Lex Land Realty in Tampa Bay. Wow. So let's talk about the $2,000 for the land. Um, What did you do to be able to sell it for six times what you paid for? So I actually was really into tax deed sales. Um, I think I came across it actually when I was studying for my real estate license. I came across the concept for the first time uh, where when people... um, wouldn't pay taxes on their property, you were able to acquire the entire property just for the back taxes. So that was exciting to me because I was like, wow, you can own property for just taxes. Um, Because I didn't come from a lot of money. I didn't have a lot. So um, I saved up and I started going to networking um, meetup groups and I started studying um, just I, I, wa- I was watching the tax auctions, seeing how other people what, what how other people were bidding and what they were doing with their properties after they bought it. So I did that for about a year. And then um, I actually, um, yeah, I saved up two thousand and went ahead and did my first one and put it on the market and then um, was able to get it ready to sell very quickly. So um, yeah, tax deeds are a great way. They are a great way to get started, but they take, it just takes a lot of education as far as um, knowing how to run your own title search, making sure there's no liens, making sure it's actually um, a property that people are going to want to buy from you because ultimately the seller didn't, the previous owner didn't want the property. That's why they didn't pay taxes a lot of times. So you got to find out why didn't they want it? 
Um, and yeah, so from there, um, I did a lot of the sim- similar processes. So the other 30 that you did, were they all tax liens? Tax deeds? Yeah. Yeah, tax yes. deeds. They were tax deeds. Well, they were a combination of tax deeds. Most of them were tax deeds. And then I also got into wholesaling. So um, wholesaling is basically where you get a property under contract and then you set, you find a buyer for that property um, before you come up with the before um, at the same time that you buy the property. So you and the buyer are closing essentially at the same time. Right. Um, and which makes it so that you don't have to have any money down. Um, and so I did some of those as well in a combination with the tax deeds. And, um, then I moved on to more expensive purchases. Um, and then now I'm sharing the success with, um, my real estate team, um, through our online training. Wow. So in terms of even getting to the tax deed part, right? Like mm-hmm. you're living in your one bedroom apartment and you, how did you get into the tax deed? Like what made you, what intrigued you to do it? Mm-hmm. I, so I was working as a case manager at the time and I always knew that I wanted more out of life. I wanted, I didn't really want to work for anybody. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be by myself. Um, and, you know, when there were issues at the, at the job, I, I always had, I always felt like I had a better solution to solve them, but because I wasn't in a position like a, an upper management, they just kind of ignored me and that bothered me um, every day. Um, and so I, I was just looking for a path out, a path where I could be free and make my own money without having a boss. And um, so I always had an interest in real estate. Um, so even um, before I was a case manager, I worked at a liquor store and there was a, um, there was a, it was a really expensive drink. It was like a $3,000 bottle. And I was just a teller at the time. And um, when the bottle would sell, um, I would, it only sold three times and I was there two years. And I would ask everybody when they, who was buying the bottle, like, what do you do? You know, and they all did real estate. <laughs> wow. So I thought it was like, you know, it was kind of, that's what, that was my initial. And, and um, uh, that's what, how I was initially intrigued. Like, wow, you could just do pay $3,000 on a really expensive bottle. You know, I'm trying to be like that one day. <laughs> so that's where it initially started. Um, and then, you know, just in general working, went on the case management and started, you know, just wanting more and wanting to be an entrepreneur. And so um, I thought that if I could get a property discounted, then I could sell it and make instant, instant money. Um, And that's exactly what happened. So now I, you know, I have a really passion to continue um, helping others that are also in similar situations where they don't like their job so they can live their life um, of abundance and and achieve all their dreams. So how long was the process from you acquiring a tax deed and then selling it? So for my uh, philosophy, the way I was selling them, I always believe in leaving a lot of meat on the bone for, for our buyers. So my tax deed, the first one took three weeks. Um, but the ones that I were buying after that, um, about, it took about a week or two. It was, it was a fairly quick flip because there was so much meat on the bones. And it's funny, I go back and look at them now, you know, that lot that I had for, you know, 12,000, you know, they sold it for 25, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I stay here and talk about all the success from two to 12, but I could have done two to 20, you know, um, so I just left a lot of meat and that's how I was able to work numbers 
and able and 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 um, was able to build a portfolio from that. But I, I had given away a lot of a lot of money at the same time. So um, instead of you know I wasn't focusing on the money, I was just focused on okay, wow, well ten thousand dollars in three weeks is pretty good money as opposed to okay, this is worth twenty thousand. Um, should I sell it for you know you know I'm I'm leaving a lot of me. I'm not. I'm just thinking about what works for for, for you my pockets. Yeah, right. And at that time, ten thousand was the most I've ever made in in anywhere at one time. <laughs> Did you go buy time. a bottle? Um, <laughs> I didn't buy a bottle, but I was very, so my first couple of transactions, and I think people will start experiencing this too. I know some people on my team have already, when you first start making money like that, you know, it is very easy to just spend it. So I, I am, um, I do like to celebrate. And so I would go out and I would buy the entire, um, the entire bar a drink because I was excited. Um, so yeah, so it, the, the 10,000 went fairly quickly in the first deal. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, live and you learn, right? To your mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, now, so in terms of you're in Florida, this was all in Florida, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tampa, Florida. Tampa. So explain to me the tax deed. Can you explain the process of obtaining a tax deed? A little bit about the tax deed process. Um, there you can purchase tax deeds either online or in person, um, depending on the county, how they have it set up. I uh, personally did on uh, in person. I mean, I'm sorry, I went on, online. And um, when you, there's a uh, an account that you'll create, a username and login. And um, it is it's free. So you'll be able to go log in and see all the properties that are upcoming that the owners didn't pay or behind on their taxes severely. And then um, on the day of uh, uh, the auction, you'll have the opportunity to bid. And so uh, it's very entertaining because you're going against other people. And basically the property value just goes all the way up, all the way up. Um, until the time runs out. And if you have the highest bid at that time, then you win the property. Um, one of the biggest risks and one of the biggest issues with tax seed buying, which is recommended that you do, um, you know, uh, use a mentor or someone that's bought it before is because there are, um, you're buying a property that does not have a title, um, a title, a title search. Um, there is no nobody to warrant um, the property that it's free and clear. Um, and so what happens is a lot of those lands and, and, and homes, um, they have liens. Um, and so I was I, I was able to find a way to um, negotiate a lot of those liens and get them released. Um, or sometimes I would tell the buyers of, of the liens that I found myself and, you know, gave it to them with the lien so they can add it. But there's um, sometimes there can be issues where the lien amount is worth more than market value. Um, also, there's title companies that just don't want it. So you, you have a buyer lined up and then the buyer is like, well, I want a clear title. And there's title companies that are like, we just don't, we don't want to deal with tax deeds because they're, they're risky purchases. Um, even though you own the property, you bought the property, there's the own, the previous owner still has to sign up. I hope I'm not talking like way too over. I don't know if you're following me, but no, I got you. You're good. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're good. I'm sorry. Cause I don't, I, yeah, this is stuff. This is, you know, uh, my life, but um, I hope it makes sense. I don't know if you have other questions. <laughs> no, you're doing a great job. Okay. You're doing a great job. Um, so so what we do is this is for people who are interested in hearing about real estate professionals journeys. Right. And I have listeners throughout the nation, you know, all over the United States. You know, I've had people from other countries. Right. What I'm intrigued at is once you had once you did it the first time and sold it for two thousand dollars and made 12, you said you went through 
you you blew the 10 grand. That's cool. We make we we live and we learn, right? What in what way did how were you able to obtain the rest of the properties? Um, meaning did you save some of that 12 grand and go right back into it? And if so, if not, did you finance any? Like tell us how you were <laughs> able to get so many deals. Yeah. Um, no, I before before I blew it, because like I said, I like to celebrate and I like to give. I was giving it to my family. I was like, hey guys, I just found you know really cool niche, and I was giving my mom money and my dad money and my sisters. You know, I wanted everybody to eat. Um, so, but before I did all of that, it was, I picked out, you know, a couple lots to buy um, before I did all that every time. So, um, because I do, I, I, I liked I liked spending money. Um, and so I would, instead of spending it on just anything, I would spend it on buying land because it was exciting. Um, and so I'd get to go to the lot. I mean, after I buy, I really wouldn't see them before I buy it. And then I'd go to the lot and, uh, you know, hang out there and uh, maybe take some pictures. I never really, po- I didn't post a lot. Like I said, I was just doing a lot of grinding. Um, and just recently, I've been trying to share the story as I grow the real estate brokerage. But, um, you know, I would just go uh, 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 play on the, the land and um, just be excited about it. Um, yeah. So I always, always invested first. And um, eventually I saved to, to, buy, to buy a home. Um, we've also been um, recently tapping into raising money and, and, and um, for people that don't want to learn um, all the ins and outs and spend the hours on educating and, and take all, and take the risk for themselves. Um, recently, um, I've been raising um, uh, private money from individuals that would like a return. Um, so that's for some of the flip projects that I've done. I've done that as well because, you know, it is about, you know, giving back. And I, I really have a passion to, you know, make sure that, you know, everybody has the opportunity to 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 eat. Um, if one person's eating, you share. And that's just um, how I was raised and what I believe in. Oh, that's awesome. So when you're doing the 30 deals, did you already have your brokerage or did that start afterwards? No, 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 no. So I just opened the brokerage in April. Okay. Um, yeah, that was after all of the successes from the real estate um, land and home flipping. Um, yeah, I was actually with another brokerage and just as a basic realtor. So while I was selling these land deals, um, I was also representing builders. So I was able to meet and get in contact with um, a lot of builders in the area. And um, I formed two relationships with some builders in Tampa that have, at the time they were buying my lots. Um, it, you know, we started with, they built two homes and then now they have built 27 homes, 27 new construction homes. So um, I work with, I started working with private builders and that's what grew, um, my listing. So I'll, then I had homes for sale, a lot of bunch of new construction homes in Tampa. Um, and yeah, and, and, and that was when a lot of, and I, I forgot, I didn't, sometimes I forget to mention that a lot of what I learned from also was in my contracts class in law school and my property class. I'm, I, I was, fin- I was in the middle of uh, my first year in law school when I was also doing these lands. So I was applying those concepts from the classroom. Uh, at the time, I was top 10% in my class and I was just loving, um, really nerdy when it comes to real estate and contracts and things like that. So I was just taking it and really applying it into the real world. And honestly, like law school, you know, taught, inspired a lot of those as well. A lot of that. Um, Did you finish law school? I'm in my third year right now. Wow. So yeah, I'm taking two, um, just two classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
And then we will expand into Lexland Law Firm next year um, once I pass the bar. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So you're you're going to maintain your brokerage and then you're going to have the law firm as well? Yes. Yeah. We'll expand also into a, a law firm. We'll have you know, separate. Um, it'll be a separate office with um, other attorneys to represent um, our real estate clients as well as personal injury. Wow. So you mentioned caseworker. What were you doing at the time as a caseworker? Yeah. So when I was a caseworker, I worked for um, a company called Devereaux. It was, um, I was helping parents that were abusing their children um, due to substance abuse or um, uh, physical abuse. They were physically abusing substance abuse or just neglecting their kids. And I was providing them case plans to get their children back. Um, yeah, I was providing them uh, case plans so that they could eventually be reunified with their uh, with their parents. So, yeah, again, there I just there was a there was a lot of issues um, that I didn't like on how you know the, the, really the, the how the state was running um, our caseloads. We had just way too many and you know things like that. Um, and when I would go uh, in the courtroom to advocate on behalf of our parents, um, you know, I, I really wasn't heard the way that I wanted, the way that I felt that I should have been primarily because, you know, um, I wasn't that uh, higher up in leadership. So that really bothered me. And that even sparked that sparked law school, um, being able to truly, truly advocate and, and, and have a seat at at important table when important decisions are made. I wanted to be there and have a strong voice. Because we were dealing with children's lives. And um, yes, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's where that came from. Wow. I, that was, you answered my question. I was like, that sounded like that was, that's what made her go to law school. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what initially, like just being able to be yeah, an advocate and stand up for, for what is right in a, in a, in a format that is easily received by the public. Um, and attorneys have that. Um, they have that. People um, respect attorneys and, um, you know, they have a wealth of information. Law school is no joke. Law school is absolutely no joke. It's um, a bunch and bunch, a bunch of reading. Um, so and, you know, the exams, are, the professors aren't easy on you. Um, but so as a result, you're able to really grow and learn. And and that's what that's what I like doing, growing and learning. Gotcha. So at what point did you get into the flipping? Yeah, after about, I had done a few, yeah, I had done maybe 20 or something because I was doing the land at the same time as uh, flipping. So then I bought, um, I bought one from an HOA foreclosure. Um, I had bought that one for 7,000 and it was a home and it really didn't need much work. It was like almost turnkey. Um, and it was worth two hundred and thirty thousand. Um, that's what I ended up selling it for. But it had um, it had a mortgage on there, so I think the mortgage was like maybe two hundred. So before I could sell it, I had to, you know, that I didn't have to pay off the mortgage. I could pay off the mortgage at the time the buyer was buying the two thirty. Gotcha. Um, so it was a creative way to get in. I historically didn't have good credit, you know. I had um, because I, I, I had bachelor's degree. Um, from Ohio State that I had an incredible amount of student loans and I wasn't your typical home buyer. So I wasn't going to be able to get approved for a mortgage. Um, when I was doing the calculations on how I was going to be able to get approved for a mortgage out of law school, because of the loans that I was acquiring, I was going to have to have a starting salary of $170,000 a year just to own a $200,000 house. Wow. 
And that was, it kind of just really um, irked me that it wasn't fair. Um, So when I had bought that house, I was really happy because I was like, I own a home. And at that time, you know, I had maybe a five, I don't know, five something. (laughs) And I didn't, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, I had a little bit of capital from the land deals, but you know, I didn't come from a lot of capital. So it was just really cool. that I was like, yeah, I own this. Um, and it was a creative way to to purchase the property. You know, it was only seven stacks and I, it was mine wow. um, subject to a mortgage. So, um, yeah. And then um, from there, I, I bought some flat out tax tax deed homes um, where I did research. They had um, one that I bought had actually it was only worth it was worth. I say it was like worth 180. Um, bought it for 35,000. And this didn't have any at tax sales, they don't have no mortgage. But um, before I bought it, I was aware it actually ended up having um $250,000 worth of liens. So, um, you know, if it has $250,000 worth of liens and it's only worth 180, then you buy the property, you're buying debt, right? And so that's why those are some of the risks that come with tax deeds. Those are definitely some of the risks. Um, you know, you don't want to end up owing. So, um, I went ahead and bought it because I was confident. I done some research on how I can get rid of these liens, um, how they exist. So I did some negotiating and um, ultimately I was able to, um, I was planning to pay instead of 280 in liens, I was thinking I'd only pay about 20,000 in liens. Um, but ended up, I got a really good connection in with the, is the city of Winter Haven. And um, they ended up waiving the liens for me 100%. So I, we paid nothing. Um, the home, the, it was a duplex and it was actually like, um, it was it was a really, really, really bad condition. Like they were going to trade, were trying to demolish it. Someone had, it was, a, it used to be a, a trap house. Like people were like shooting out of it and so many people had died. And it was on the, like the news several times. Like it was a big, um, landmark for their city. Um, that house, it was just, you know, disturbing. And so I came in with the team and was able to um, rehab it and restore it to its best condition. Um, of course, they were, they gave us a little hard time at first um, because the city contractor was saying, you can't rehab it. It needs to, you need to tear this down. Like this is done. Like we're trying to make it a vacant lot. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We just paid $35,000. You cannot tear this down. Um, so yeah, I uh, rehabbed it for $60,000. And um, at the time I bought it, it was worth 180. Long story short, um, after negotiating, arguing with the appraiser, we ended up closing on it for 225. Wow. Yeah. So that's something else I'm very proud of. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And so that's some of the stuff that people don't, uh, when you're looking to fix and flip and you get into like maybe a course or somebody teaching you, those mm-hmm. are things that you don't hear and you don't know when it's going to happen dealing with the city, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Dealing with the city, dealing with code enforcers, um, you know, dealing with, if it's a vacant house, dealing with squatters, neighbors, you know, even this, even something as minute as like, for instance, the project I'm working on now, my contractor comes out, calls me and says, Mm -hmm. hey, Kevin, somebody just dumped a whole deck in the yard by the dumpster. (laughs) You don't account for that. Like, really, who does that so she called um she called me and i was like i'll see what i can find it's a small town i'm from there i know the streets you know i mean i know the streets and neighborhoods i know the houses like i don't have Mm -hmm. to see it i know what houses have what somebody in that area did or was working in that area did it and um so she called me like two days later and said hey they dropped some more stuff off so then she called the police they called me filed a report and i asked i said so 
Wolfman, like, what you gonna do? And he was like, well, we just kind of keep an eye out on seeing if anybody, like, mm-hmm. re- really nothing, right? Like, mm-hmm. that, that's what I got from the conversation, nothing. So, funny story. Friend of mine has a house down the street, and he posted on Facebook his house having the, the uh, wheelchair rent, which was made out of wood, removed. Mm-hmm. So, so I called him and I said, hey, I said, I know he didn't do it. I said, hey, man, listen, I said the house down the street, somebody dumped a whole bunch of wood that like it came from a deck or a wheelchair rent. I said, do you what your guy do with it? He said, I don't know. So I paid him for the dump fee. So he called him and the guy admitted that he dumped it there. He said he thought it was a vacant house. And he was like, but mm. I paid you for the dump fee. And then mm. in my mind, and I'm like, what vacant house has a dumpster in front of it? <laughs> like. He knew that, yeah. He, he knew, knew it. He was doing. But he came back and got the stuff. So, I mean, it worked out. But those are just things you just don't know. Because the crazy part is, Alexis, the next step would have been, if I had let it set, the city would have gave me a citation. And if I didn't clean it up in a certain amount of days, they would have cleaned it up. And I think they charged like $200 an hour. So, like, those things, you just, you can't account for. Like, you don't right. know when it's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know, yeah. you know, yep. whatever, you know. That's the thing with Flip Projects. Yeah, you never know. Um, and unfortunately, there are th- a lot of things that happen um, outside of your control. Um, and Flips is one of the projects. That's one of the things that happen. So it's good to make sure you always get something with a lot of room, a lot, a lot, a lot of space, because nine times out of 10, you're going to use that space. <laughs> yeah, I um, like mine is over budget. Mm-hmm. That's good, normal. Yep. But the good part is I purchased it right. Yeah. And right. With the, and the market increasing. Is, it yeah, helps. this yeah. works out. It works out. And it you're works. in Georgia. Georgia? I'm in Georgia. My project's in Delaware. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's in Delaware. Nice. I'm, I'm originally from there. It's two, it's a street behind where I grew up at and I own a property there. So I purchased nice. it. And like I said, it's small. I know you tell me the color of the house. I know whose house it is or was like, it's just <laughs> you know, the back of that's my That's a great, that's a great, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a great way to invest in, in areas that you know that well. That's awesome. Yep. So that's, you know, that's like just those things you just never know. Um, so it sounds like your first flip was a success, right? Yeah. Your first, yeah, and, mm-hmm. your first flip was a success. That was the one for, um, the one that I got for 7,000. Um, now I didn't make as much as I wanted to, as I was thinking I was going to make at first because the, I had to argue with the, the, the bank originally, they owed only two, it was like 180. And then they came in at the last minute saying they want 200. That was the balance because mm. of interest and, you know, rate fees. So I, it wasn't as big as a profit I want. You know, you add closing costs. Um, I did throw this on the market. So I had to pay another realtor commission fee. Um, and so after that, um, I think it might've been like 10,000, um, profit, but I, you know, I only spent 7,000 and it wasn't too much in rehab. It was a very, it was just thing. I just did a deep cleaning. Um, uh, we did replace the floor, but it, it was simple. It was less than, you know, three days. And then we put it on the market and thanks, the, thank the, um, HOA for the opportunity. Um, and yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Like those are, those are great stories. So I want to get into your, your brain, right? Okay. What, what allows for you to come up with that creative way? Because you just don't say, oh, um, I'm going to do a subject too. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I just really believe that if, if there's a will, there's a way. I just knew that it had to be done. Like uh, me being able to 
me as a person from just a, a traditional middle-class family and, you know, not a great credit score. Um, like the fact that I had to make $170,000 salary just to own a regular house, you know, at $170,000 salary, you should, you could, you could own probably maybe $800,000 house real, realistically. And so it just wasn't fair. And that's what motivates me. Um, I think that's what drives me is when things happen in the world that just aren't fair. And that's where the creativity comes from. Um, that's what gets my brain ticking and how to how to solve how to solve this problem. Um, so when something happens that just isn't right, um, I'm just thinking of all solutions to try to overcome it. And I was like, I want to own a house and I don't have a good credit score. And, you know, you know, um, I, I don't want to you don't have a bunch of capital. So 7,000, um, you know, let's do it and pay the mortgage later. You know, I paid the mortgage once, you know, once it once I found a buyer at the closing date. Right. Uh, but oh, also, yeah, about that, it was a very, very risky deal. Um, they, because I wasn't paying the mortgage, they were already the HOA foreclosed, but then the mortgage also has the opportunity to foreclose, right? So I sold it like the day before it was going to go to mortgage foreclosure. If it went to mortgage foreclosure, I would have lost Everything. all the investment. So wow. it was extremely risky because um, when you buy, you know, that, that's, that's why, again, you want to know what you're doing when you're bidding at those auctions. Because I knew that I think I had two months, maybe it was a month or two to sell it. And so I had, a, you know, first buyer backed out because, you know, inspection or financing didn't go through or whatever the reasons buyers back out. The first buyer didn't back out. I mean, the first buyer backed out. And then, you know, I had a second buyer. This was my first home. So I didn't realize, you know, that two months is very, very, very short time for any amount of flip because it takes 30 days for the mortgage, for the loan to get approved. Then, you know, the lenders push back and the bank wasn't trying to hear. Um, they had already paid their attorney fees and they were ready to just sell it. And they had every right to. Um, they had every right to um, sell it because they'd already initiated foreclosure before I bought. I was aware that it was going to foreclosure. I just thought two months was enough time. I said, oh, this is going to be, I was like, oh, this is going to be an easy flip, you know, quick 30 stacks or whatever I thought I was going to make and just close out in two weeks. And that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> not what happens at all. Huh? No, 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 but I take the lessons and I'm, and I learn and I can um, purchase more mature and I can, you know, share with, with other people from, from my mistakes. And um, so they can also um, make make money and become real estate investors and quit their jobs. So which one do you like better, um, the fixing and flipping or the selling the land? Um, probably land, I'd say. I just have a special heart for land. Actually, that I named the brokerage after land, um, likes land real estate, because that's just any type of real estate starts with land. Right. You have homes, you have commercial buildings, you have apartment complexes. There's, you know, anything in real estate starts with land. It's literally at the head of any real estate. And um, it's also the most simplest form of real estate, simple form. You know, you don't have to calculate rehab costs. You don't have to. It's just grass, like it's just dirt. And so it's a great way to get started in real estate because is not as complicated. And the number, they're, they're, a lot of times they're cheaper. So the numbers aren't as intimidating. Um, you start working a $200,000 deal. It's kind of scary when you're just not knowing what you're doing, but you take, you know, take those two zeros off and now you're only working with 2000. Okay. Well, if I screw this up, it's not as scary. Um, so land, I definitely have a special place in my heart for land. I like houses because it's a little bit more like, you know, instead of $10,000, you know, you're making a hundred thousand dollars on flip on, um, some of them. And it's a little, just a little bit more, um, uh, pay, um, but it's also a little bit more headache. So, um, 
Yeah. Risk I'm versus reward. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you touched on um, you touched on you had a online course. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So that's actually with the for realtors only. That's just the um, for the brokerage. We do a lot of online training. Okay. Um, I have not opened up it up to non realtors yet at this time because. Um, I think that it's important. Realtors are the leaders of the real estate market, and I I, I always like to see realtors in the in the in um, doing these things, like you know, actually going and studying the state laws and passing the test, um, and then from there becoming a wholesaler, um, flipping homes. Um, but yes, uh, once you join the brokerage, you'll have access to online uh, our online videos, um, just traditional realtor how to you know draft an offer, how to lead generate, how to find a buyer, how to establish relationships with builders and repeat clients um, so that you, you're automating your realtor business. And then we also have the the investor side and how we're able to take $2,000 and invest it and how we're able to you know um, be, find creative lenders for our clients um, and uh, you know, you know, how we can get around them not having a good credit score and, and those type of creative solutions to get the deal closed. So yeah, that's the um, online. It's with the brokerage, Lexland Realty. How many uh, agents do you currently have? So right now um, we opened in April. I have six agents on the team um, and we are growing very rapidly. And yeah, we do prefer a little experience just because we are, we come in at such a uh, an aggressive rate as far as really training your mind to think like an investor. So um, we want you to think like an investor so that when you're representing your clients, you come with some true value to their deal. And it's not just, um, we no longer believe in just the, the pretty face realtor, the one that just looks really good and goes on social media. Um, they're, they're not adding much value anymore as, as realtor.com and zillow.com become more popular and active. That traditional realtor is, is essentially going, you know, it's going to go out of business, I think. So having a realtor that actually knows how to analyze a property, knows what to do in the event, the appraiser, appraiser doesn't appraise your property high enough. How, you know, not just referring a lender, but referring the best lender for your client, you know, someone who specializes in low credit scores, someone who specializes in not um, no money down, someone who specializes in, you know, there's different kind of lenders for different people and you're actually finding the money for your client. And so that's what we teach um, with our brokers is how we're getting, you know, um, how we're able to really, really provide that value where it's almost like without us, that deal would not have been able to have been done. It would not have been able to have been done. So we don't just enhance it. We create it. And that's that's what we stand for. The real do you have do you have a mentor? So I have a group of friends that I look up to. Okay. They have, um, they are, um, we, we all help each other. Their name is actually Flip Savage. So they have a group and we all, we meet up once a month in Tampa and we'll go and just talk about our deals together. And um, it's really cool. It's a great support network because um, it gets hard. It does. Like it, the rewards are great. And we sit here and talk about the rewards, but there's also just as many down falls and until you close you don't know how much you're going to make you don't know you don't know a lot um and so um it's just important to have a support network um but they are yeah um they're actually all of my um, best friends now that's awesome it's good to have a support team good to have a yes. support team yes so in terms of the vision for Lexland Realty, um, how many agents are you looking to get to? So um, I see Lexland, like I said, I, I truly believe that we are the fastest growing real estate brokerage. 
um, and one of the most successful just because we are training our agents to make sure that they're providing the utmost value to the clients. Um, and we believe in sharing all of our blessings. So all of our agents are trained to share, not just with the clients, but with other realtors and other agents. And as a result, um, that is abundant. I mean, that, that's how you live a life of abundance and have an, uh, uh, an abundance of realtors that are sharing and giving back to the community um, in a way that truly makes a difference. So um, I do see Lexland growing very, 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 very big and not just Tampa, um, but all throughout Florida and um, eventually the United States. So we are going to take this really far um, um, because, you know, it's we're sharing um, we're sharing all of our blessings that come from um, God. That's what I believe. And that's what he put in um, my heart. And um, I know we can be there and we just got to keep um, be, being creative and um, um, investing in realtors. And that's what I that's my main thing is to invest in other people so they can make the world a better place. Awesome. Awesome. So, Alexis, I appreciate the opportunity to interview you. Um, thank you. I think you have an amazing story. Um, and I definitely wanted to hear how you were able to do uh, what you did last year or currently doing. Uh, for anyone who wants to uh, reach out to you, join Lexland Real Estate, or just um, talk to you about real estate in general, how can they reach you on social media? Absolutely. Um, my Facebook is Alexis Monroe. Um, we have a website. Uh, you can go to the website at www.lexlandrealty.com. And um, on Instagram, it's Alexis Monroe underscore Lex Land. Awesome. So those are the social media accounts. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Proverbs Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Jefferson. Have a great day. Thank you for listening and be sure to follow Kevin on Instagram at The People's Lender. We'll see you here next time on Real Estate Proverbs with Kevin Jefferson.